0: Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where we talk quality of healthcare and explore what that actually means. Let's dig into performance measurements the quick platform, pharmacy goals, and personal goals. We will also occasionally cover topical healthcare news and maybe throw into the conversation a few of our own nerdy passions and hobbies. So turn us up. The Quality Corner Show starts...
1: Welcome to the next episode of the Quality Corner Show. I'm your host, Nick Dorich, and today I am pleased to bring in my co-host that was introduced just a couple of episodes ago, Emily Endress. Emily, welcome back to the show.
0: Thank you, Nick. Uh, Super excited to be back on the show. And as we talked about the last time I was on the podcast, there's always room for improvement with podcasts. We're always reaching for five stars, and I have really great news today today. We are going to deliver a five-star podcast. There are no questions about it. It's happening today. So thanks for having me, Nick.
1: And I love that introduction, Emily. And I think that part of your introduction about being a five-star podcast is, is due to the fact that you are not the only voice that we're going to have on today's show. Thus far...
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Thus far, we have introduced a number of members from the PQS staff team through this podcast, but today we're going to try something different. Emily, I'm going to let you share uh, some news and some guests to introduce for today's podcast. So go ahead. What would you like to share with everyone?
0: Yes, you're total, you're spot on, Nick. That's why this podcast is going to be nothing less than five stars. We have uh, some unprecedented guests joining our podcast today. So in a very first for PQS from a podcast perspective, uh, in a general P2S perspective, even, we are really excited to announce in a really uh, innovative way a partnership that we have initiated and now launched with Magellan RX. So, welcome to our show, Lori Hord and John Magnus from Magellan RX, and they're going to join us today and tell us um, more about why it's so important that their data is displayed within the equip dashboard um, how they're really excited and eager for farms just to be able to engage with their members data um, and all of the other good things that they want us to know. So Lori, John,
2: welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here.
3: This is exciting. Thanks for inviting us.
1: Excellent. Well, this is a great start for this particular episode. And I think our listeners will also be fairly happy that they don't have to hear my particular voice throughout the entirety of the episode, have some other uh, cast of characters to break it up. And for today's episode, we're going to share some thoughts and ideas on improving patient care uh, for the group. So Lori, John, does that sound like a good idea for both of you? Yeah, sounds great. Excellent. So uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into our topic. And as our listeners of the show know, we like to focus on quality in healthcare, improving patient health outcomes. So let's start with the thing that matters most and that being the patient. So as an organization, you have many considerations for how you can go about improving patient care. The question that I'd like to uh, dive into is why this particular approach and why is the timing uh, right now uh, is essential for your success uh
3: you know i i'll go ahead and answer that first uh that's that's a great question and we're, we're going through a, a bit of a a transition in our thought process quite honestly and in, in how we can work more collaboratively collaboratively with all of our stakeholders um, that's that's not just our, our members but also our pharmacy network our you know uh, medicare themselves etc but as an overarching goal, our, our company's mission is actually to lead humanity to healthy, vibrant lives, which essentially means that, that we put the patient at the center of, of every decision we make and everything we, we do as, as an organization. Furthermore, as clinicians, you know, I, my background is actually in pharmacy. I, I'm, I'm a pharmacist by training. Uh, I feel like we, we are trying to do our best at uh, giving a more of a holistic approach to patient care. Understanding that that both the physical, uh, behavioral needs of the patient, uh, it helps us be more effective advocates and and guide guide our members, our, our patients along the healthcare journey. Um, you know, Magellan has has a lot of expertise in behavioral health. Uh, trying to drive this home, um, helping us helping us drive some of these behavioral changes, uh, turns out will will probably help us improve our adherence ratings, and that's that's really at the end of the day. We're, we're looking to our, our, uh, our partners within the community um, to help keep their patients healthy um, and help drive home some of, some of the outcomes that we're hoping to accomplish as, as a company.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I don't think it's a secret to anyone here on this call, but you know when it comes to members, health co- outcomes are definitely influenced by behavioral and environmental factors. And our roots are in behavioral health and we have a strong clinical presence and we have fantastic relationships with pharmacy providers, including the biggest chains to the smallest independent pharmacy in a rural community. So we're going to tackle those trends. We're going to connect the people, the technology and the information to make smart healthcare decisions. So I think it, it all starts with the patient, like Jonathan mentioned. I think that every decision that you make is centered around them and
0: that's our goal. Absolutely. That's fantastic.
3: Um, oh, John, go ahead. Oh no, I was just, just going to say, you know, to, to tie into that, we're we're always looking for ways to uh, uh, Im- improve our relations with our with our community within our community, and I think this is something that uh, is is somewhat of a more novel approach. Um, we understand that, that the relationship with with uh, our community pharmacies is a symbiotic relationship. Uh, we want to make sure that we have a relationship in place with our with our pharmacy community, and and we're we're viewed as as a as a positive uh, player in in this market.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree with your comments and sentiments more there, and that's where we really are excited here from PQS uh, to help bridge that gap between Magellan RX not only as a PBM also as a health plan sponsor, right, operating in the Medicare Part D space and bridging that to community and network pharmacies. Uh, There's certainly a good opportunity for pharmacies to play a really vital role um, in that healthcare continuum that you just talked about, and in taking really great care of your members or the pharmacy's patients um, so that we all continue to strive for that, that quality, um, health and outcomes that we are, that we're all looking for. We all want to be healthier and we all want to help each other to lead healthier lives too. So we are, uh, again, we're really excited to be here to help you kind of partner in that journey. Um, and I think that may lead as a good segue into question number two, Nick.
1: Yeah. I love the conversation here so far. I've, as we do these podcasts, I take a number of notes myself and, highlight and underline the key points and and so far i'm hearing a lot of topics that we talk about day in day out with pharmacists so i think this resonates particularly well with the audience but we're gonna jump into the next part and talk about specifically improving patient care And, and something that our audience knows very well is that optimizing the role of the pharmacist improves health outcomes for patients I don't think any of us will find that to be a controversial statement. Um, so for, for John and for Laura, I'd like to hear uh, from your team, what are your thoughts on the unique contributions of the pharmacist to improving patient care?
2: I going to say my role in provider relations puts me in contact with pharmacists every day. So they have a passion and a dedication for what they do. Patients are going to see their doctor maybe once a year, maybe twice, but they see their pharmacist once a month. So. Pharmacists are the experts in medication management education. They provide counseling, preventative care, and for a lot of patients, they're not just their pharmacists; they feel like family. So, pharmacists understand the thoughts and experiences and deliver that personalized care that every member needs. And so, they are truly on top of what's most valuable in this industry.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And if I could, if I could add on to that, I think that. Uh, you know, we, we recognize that pharmacists are the most accessible healthcare provider. Um, you know, they're able to uh, influence how a member is is not only ad- adherent to their medications, but they they get a, a firsthand view into the patient's life that, that we don't. Their lifestyle, their transportation issues, if there's socioeconomic barriers, language barriers, um, even even healthcare literacy issues. Those are insights that uh, us, uh, on our side of, of the coin, we never get to see this, and no matter how hard we try internally to improve a lot of those social aspects of our beneficiaries and of our members, we're just not going to be as efficient as a community pharmacy um, uh, team member. Uh, again, leaning on my, on my background as a community pharmacist, uh, i I do think that this is really one of the ways that pharmacists can have a massive impact on their their patient population um, it 's all over the news lately about how you know pharmacies' uh, reimbursement rates to pharmacies are going downhill, and there's a lot of contributing factors. I think one of the best things that we could see out of this is is if if we could get the pharmacists to help improve the patient's lives, I think that there needs to be some sort of a, a feedback mechanism, um, some sort of an incentive for them to, to do a better job. Um, I, I hate to think that our entire profession of pharmacy is based around dispensing a product, right? I think that, I think that pharmacists lately are striving to have uh, additional clinical responsibilities and be recognized for that. Uh, I think from a payer perspective on our end, this is one way that we can help promote the profession of pharmacy and get them uh, even more involved with that true healthcare, day-to-day healthcare of their patients uh, that then also is going to help benefit the patient themselves, the physician, uh, their own pharmacy, uh, our company, our clients, the health plans themselves. I I think there's a domino effect that we're trying to accomplish here that I think this is probably one of the first big steps that we can help take.
0: Yeah, John, I couldn't appreciate your comments more um, or agree with them anymore. Pharmacy is definitely positioned well to continue to expand their scope of practice. And what really hit home for me was your comment on the ability to influence patients and patient behavior. And when we think about quality measurement, it is really rooted rooted in that influencing of patient behavior and how the pharmacist or pharmacy, all of those interactions start to build on one another to help promote a healthier lifestyle for, for that pharmacy's patient or for your member. Um, yeah, it's really exciting to see uh, quality measurement continue to to expand and move in other directions where maybe sometimes it's not even just based on adherence to medications, but also thinking maybe in the future a little bit about outcomes-based measures, trying to integrate pharmacy a little bit more clinically uh, with the patient or the member to understand A1C values, um, et cetera. I think the, the opportunity is far and wide there. Would you agree?
3: Oh, absolutely. I, I think, you know, to, to sort of summarize, I would say that <clears throat> a healthier patient is a happier patient and is a cheaper patient, right? And so the, the better job we all do as providers, whether that's whether we're referring to community pharmacists or we're talking about the physician themselves, or even us on the payer side, we consider ourselves to some extent a provider as well. The better job we all do and, and the more we're able to work together the outcomes for the patient and for the health system in general is going to be positive.
1: Great. So John and Lori, thanks for the responses at that question. And it leads me to my next big idea here and taking a little bit further because what we've talked about is somewhat the here and now. But if we're going to tackle our big topic of conversation, it's going to be what do we think about going forward? And none of, us can, uh, none of us have a crystal ball to predict the future. But if we did, how do we see the role of the pharmacist evolving in the coming years? I think John, you spoke to this a little bit about some care management aspects, but uh, in addition uh, technology and how people interact with many services that they use in daily life, those are constantly changing and healthcare is certainly impacted. Pharmacy typically has more of a community presence than compared to a lot of other providers. and, And John, you referenced that as well. So as we go forward with these changes and disruptions in the market, what is the role of the pharmacist um, how how's that going to look, and how do you see them engaging with patients? Is this going to be related to new care opportunities, new services? I know I talked a little bit about uh, other opportunities and measures. Um, what does that look like for for you what do you, what would your if we are looking into the crystal ball, what does that indicate for you?
3: Yeah, you know, I think this question is is set up pretty pretty well by the last by the last answer I think that know, I I don't know who said it, but uh, some wise person before me said that necessity is the mother of invention. Um, I think that our profession right now is going through a transition time. You know, uh, gone are the days of the the 90s and early thousands where uh, dispensing a, a medication is, you know, the way to practice pharma, the future of pharmacy, the most financially viable um, way to practice in our field. Um, and I think that right now, it, it, I, I'm, I'm getting a large sense that there's a massive change afoot. And change always comes with discomfort, and I think comes with a, a bit of fear. But I think that in the end, we're, we're going to be better off for it. Uh, I did reference that, that as a pharmacist myself, I would much rather see our profession become more clinical related, um, both for patient care aspects, but also for, for our profession's um, health. Uh, I, I think that getting paid for dispensing a product is going by the wayside. Um, and we're going through that transition now. Uh, you know, I, I, can't, I can't really read the tea leaves, but, but I would say that, that there's some massive changes coming up. We're seeing you know more legislation in individual states and even on the federal level for uh, pharmacists as providers. We're starting to see even startup companies utilizing uh, subcontracted pharmacists for clinical outreach, and so I, I think we are now starting to see some niche industries within pharmacy itself where pharmacists are being are being paid not necessarily to do traditional ph- what we used to consider traditional pharmacy roles, but instead there's a shift to to start paying pharmacists for what's in their brains. Um, I think it's uncomfortable for some people, to be honest, some people in our profession, but on the other hand, I think that that's sort of necessary. We have to grow and evolve. If we don't, you look at, look at Blockbuster and look at Hollywood Video. If we don't find a way to evolve our profession into something that meets the upcoming generation's needs, I don't think our profession is is prepared to go the way of blockbuster. I think we've got to find some novel ways to ensure that we're making that transition to a new type of economy, new generations. What worked for the baby boomers isn't going to work for the millennials and the Gen Zs moving forward. And I really think if if all of our pharmacies' business models try and force the Gen Zs and millennials into trying to operate in a healthcare world that work solely for the baby boomers. I don't, I don't see that being successful for anybody. So that's sort of a long-winded answer to saying, yeah, I, I, I do think things are changing. I think it's a little, we're in a transition period. I think it's a little bit painful for, for a lot of folks, but I anticipate that what's going to happen is there's gonna be a lot of smarter people than me that are gonna figure out how to move us into a new generation of pharmacy where pharmacists are treated as clinicians and pharmacists are reimbursed based off of their clinical skills.
2: I mean, if you think about it, if you asked me 10 years ago, if I'd be doing a podcast today, well 1st it'd be like, what's a podcast? Cause I, I know certainly back then I wasn't thinking about that. It wouldn't even have known what that was. So I, I think that patients want to be healthy and they need help to be healthy. And that's gonna take a team of individuals that are all dedicated to get them there. I think the pharmacy of the future will be digital, it'll be mobile apps, it'll be a bigger concentration on shared medical records so that patients don't always feel like they're repeating themselves. It's a, a team or a community of people dedicated to taking care of that patient.
1: Emily, any other questions for John and Lori on, that, on, on this topic?
0: No, no further questions, um, I, no. Just thank you for sharing your thoughts
1: yeah and for John and Lori, really appreciate you coming on and sharing the details that we've had here uh, as we've had the discussion I've, I've taken some notes along the way and I wanted to kind of run through them briefly and just kind of to see I like to have a, a summary I think of it somewhat like when I was in college and when uh, reviewing a patient case, you had the soap note and you reviewed all those details. It was always best to summarize rise those. So th- this is my attempt to transition that uh, here in, in the podcast form. But my summary and looking at the details that you've provided about why pharmacy and why pharmacists are uh, optimally positioned working with patients and working with uh, a group like yours, it's about having a team approach. It's about having practitioners that are in the community and understand uh, the factors for the patients that they're working with. It's about working with the right providers that have the clinical knowledge and skills to optimize that. Um, and, it's, and it's really working through and a changing healthcare system and the fact that we need to be working more hands-on with the patients that we're all working to serve. So John and Lori, that, that's my summary as I took the notes here. Anything else you'd like to add to those comments or uh, perhaps clarify based on my summary?
3: No, I don't think so. I think the summary of, of, of the way I think about our programs, all of our clinical programs is, uh, again, a healthy patient, is a happy patient, and is a less expensive patient. Um, I think we check all the boxes. If, if, we're, if we're doing right by the patient, um, I think the patient will do right by us.
1: All right. And with that, this, this gives me an opportunity because in some way here for this podcast recording, uh, John and Lori, the two of you are my patients in in this case. So with regards to that, do we have two happy and healthy first time podcast uh, participants? How are you feeling about your first recording?
2: I feel great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you think- want be back tomorrow, next week? Yeah. <laughs>
1: whenever you'd like sure we can do that
3: yeah you know i i think for 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 me this is this is definitely a first um uh usually when people ask for my opinion i can't stop talking so giving me somewhat of a venue to to do that is sort of neat um i enjoy this venue this is really sort of fun and in fact so i'm i'm the residency director for our for our our program as well um, and my residents have actually encouraged me to start doing a podcast, which I don't know the first thing about. Um, so I'm going to share this with them, and uh, hopefully they can give me some feedback, and I won't be too embarrassed.
0: John, we are glad that you could start your podcast career with us here at PQS. Uh, that's exciting. We could not thank you more, uh, John and Lori, uh, for your time today, for em- your empowering uh, words and comments, encouraging all of us to truly embrace the change, um, remembering why we're all here. It's for people to make them happy and healthy, and even for dipping your toe a little bit on the reimbursement side, which does make people uncomfortable at times. So, we thank you for all of those thoughts and comments um, and for your courage to want to make your members healthier. Thank you.
3: Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you.
1: Yeah, so for John and Lori, this being your first time for the podcast, I might recommend taking a screenshot or uh, or print screen of, of the image when it is posted. And that way you can put it on your refrigerator, always keep it as a memento that's there. But then again, with changes in technology, there may be something that's more relevant to do that rather than putting something up on a on a refrigerator. I know that's what happened when I was a kid, when I did something great, maybe it's something different now. But I wanna say again, uh, Emily, Had a sincere thank you, and I I want to add my recognition and appreciation as well. Um, Hey, maybe there definitely is another chance in the future to have you on board again. We look forward to a lot more conversations with you and the group. Uh, But with that, we're going to go ahead and, and close our podcast. We appreciate all of our listeners joining in for another episode of the Quality Corner Show. And as usual, our team here at PQS has a couple of favors to ask of you, our podcast listener. First, we encourage you to share this podcast with two friends, because if you share this with two friends and each of them shares it with two friends, it really helps us hit a larger listening audience. Second, we also want to take a moment to remind you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you may find it. And then if you have any questions or topics you would like us to address, please contact us. The Best way to do so is to email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind and what we can address so that you are fully informed. Our goal is to continuously improve our podcast content and to provide meaningful information to our listeners based on current topics in healthcare, technology, and quality measurement. We want to help you become as effective as possible in how you care for patients and and improve public health outcomes. So until next time, we wish you well.